Does everyone need a ring light? Like, where are we at? I don't know. I'm not the one to ask. Wait, Vanessa, does everyone need a ring light? Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwife. This is Rachel from Hartford, Connecticut. I landed a working home job and I start next Tuesday. Do you have any tips for working from home? Any advice? Tricks? I'd appreciate it. Thanks in advance. Rachel, congrats on your remote job. Yay! This is really exciting. Yeah, congrats on your new job. Congrats on starting soon. Congrats on on all the things. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal because a new job is always a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a big deal because remote life is really weird. Yeah, a little confession. I have done remote work a few times and I've done it really poorly. There's a few people in the world who will vouch for that and I will just let them remain nameless for my career and their sanity. <laughs> so I'm going to toss this episode to Holland because she does work remotely and she does it really, really, really well. So she's going to be my expert guru on this. Oh, yeah. Bullshit because <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. I can't even work remotely. Vanessa cannot even. No. Maximalist extrovert. It's never going to (laughs) happen. You know, looking at Rachel's question, thinking about your experience with remote work, even thinking about my own experience with Mm -hmm. remote work, I was not always a good remote worker. Lies. I don't believe you. I'm serious. I I I swear to God. Before the pandemic, my company allowed or encouraged, in fact, working from home one day a week. Hmm, That I can get behind. Yeah, which is fine. It like seems like a nice perk and it's like whatever. Um, and I, I really resisted doing it. I was new. I wanted to like show everyone how like committed I was. You know, I wanted to be in person. Classic Collins. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pleaser. <laughs> what can I say? I want all the gold stars. I want everyone to like me all the time forever. Um, but yeah, for those reasons, I just wanted to be in office. And, and so I did. And, and that was fine. So anyway, I decided, to, you know, upon encouragement from my manager, which is great, um, to, to go ahead and like try like take the perk yeah like (laughs) use the perk and so I was like well this is interesting you know if I'm planning out a day I know in office day and I'm spending up to two hours commuting and if I if I'm not using that two hours to commute what could you know I was like oh I'm working from home I should go to brunch I should go to coffee I love that but see like if all remote work were like that I think that's why I did it poorly because I was just like yes let's go to brunch let's run the errands let's do the uh uh-huh believe it or not what you're alluding to is how I experienced it too brunch (laughs) turned into like Half a day. Half a day. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh my God, like everything is terrible. Nothing is happening. I don't know how to do this. And there was no working on the weekends. Yeah, Yeah. no, it was no good at all. I felt really badly the whole day, like (laughs) felt really embarrassed. And I felt like no accountability, which I do not thrive under loose parameters. That is accurate for anyone that knows Holland is like, yep, nailed it. Rules, instructions, and guidelines all day. Ops. Um, so I, I, I didn't do it again. I did it maybe two or three times to see if I could get the hang of it. I did not. And I stayed in the fucking office. <laughs> that I was my home. I knew you during this time and I didn't realize. That's so funny to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was me pre-COVID. <laughs> then COVID hit and suddenly everyone was remote, right? And what changed for me was the shared accountability. We oh. were all working remotely. Interesting. And so I felt like in community, I felt camaraderie with my colleagues and I felt like we were all in the same place at the same time, which was remote land. Man, I like, I wish I had felt that kind of community when we were remote. Mm. It just felt like everyone was, I mean, I was in the hinterlands of the North. So it felt like <laughs> everyone was on opposite ends of Antarctica. To my company's credit, they made a really, a really incredible effort to build that community. So we started having the daily standups. We're a big Slack company. We built a bunch of new channels to like, 
allow people to connect in new ways. Interesting. We had like a few more team meetings to help everyone kind of transition and it was, and it was really great. Mm. But now having been remote for this 24 month year, yeah, this year that that's felt like a decade, these two years that have felt like a decade, I do remote work really, really well. Mm. And that's a combination of things. It's a combination of the fact that my company is still very distributed. And so I still feel that community, still feel that connection. It's, it's also that I understand the benefits of remote work for myself. It means something to me. It does something for my life. And I would also say that I've had enough practice that I'm good at it. I know how to do it now. What's interesting to me is I see you just excelling and still managing like career growth work mm-hmm. from home. And yeah. like, I don't see that happening very often with very many people, which is why I'm like, okay, Holland, this episode is all fucking you because <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. what's up and you have cracked this code. So like, yeah, walk us through it. Yeah. My first piece of advice to you, Rachel, and anyone else who is either remote currently or is about to go remote or is thinking about going remote. Yeah. Looking for a remote position that's happening yeah. all over the place right now. Yeah, exactly. The first piece of advice is to know yourself. Pre-COVID, like I said, this was not a good idea for me. And I knew that. And I made a choice to stay in office five days a week. Post-COVID, I have made choices based on my experience in remote work to keep myself remote. I had the opportunity to go more to an in-office position. I decided not to. Interesting. But I want you to evaluate for yourself, Rachel. What do you need from your workspace? Oh my God. So I am legitimately textbook maximalist extrovert. I need to be talking with people. I get energy from people. So my first note of the day needs to be like, hey, what's up? What's yeah. going on? Check like a little, in, a little banter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It can be five minutes and we sit down, dive into deep work immediately. Like I don't need it to be a meeting. I just need to be like, hey, what's up? Like here's the Human morning coffee. Connection. Oh my God, the traffic. Oh my, like whatever the weather is doing, like. Whatever. Yeah. Human connection. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Vanessa's an extrovert. I happen to be an introvert. I don't need that for myself. So look at your personality, look at your style, look at um, how you work best. Does that work in remote land? Mm-hmm. And answer that question honestly for yourself. I think it's the honestly for yourself that is the key to successful remote work. When you're assessing your personality and how you might relate to remote work, I want to do a bit of a cost benefit analysis for yourself. What are the perks of working remote for you in your mind or in your past experience? What are the drawbacks? For me, the perk was, I did, you know, I I liked some of the connection. My team was local and there was something kind of like (laughs) glamorous about like going into the city. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like getting dressed, doing your hair, like doing Mm -hmm, the commute, mm -hmm. like having that whole thing. Like there was something I kind of loved about Mm -hmm. it. And you had just made a career change where you weren't doing that. It's like, you were totally vibing the corporate America thing. Like the pinstripes, the heels, the lashes, the hair. Oh, everything was happening. You were loving this. (laughs) I I love, I love, I forgot about that. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that was all fine and great. And that really, that really helped me feel at home in my new position. That said, during those months, I was not exercising. There was a bit of stress with the commute and the traffic that like I didn't love. I was always picking up my son from daycare, like the last possible second because I was maximizing my, my time at work and I didn't love all of that stuff. I didn't love it. Interesting. So now when I look at my remote life, I'm exercising. I'm able to have a little more free time. I see my kid more, right? And I'm able to like do other things on the side. Like, like, like a podcast. Like do a podcast. What is this? So it's cool. Like that flexibility has offered me different opportunities and ways for me to support my own mental health. Interesting. And, and my I, family like, relationships. And I, I did it a different way. Like I need a shorter commute and I need to interact yes. with people. So I 
found the neighborhood that I want to live in, which is very walkable and full of really good food. Everyone knows this, even my therapist, <laughs> like it's amazing. Um, but then I, then I kind of like drew a circle around like, how do I get somewhere without driving on a freeway in Houston? Yeah. Cause I want no more than a 10 or 15 minute commute. She only applied for jobs within that radius. That's right. And in fact, when our president of our company was talking about moving offices, I was like, hold up. I need input on this. I had worked there for three weeks. And I was like, no, but, no, but for real. Turns out we're moving just like two blocks down the same street. So I feel fine about my life. That's how I did my cost benefit analysis, like, or more, a more traditional way to do it. Yeah. like, what is the lifestyle you want to lead? Find a job that supports that. I think you did the same thing, but doing it for remote work is like a new way for everyone to be thinking about it. Yeah. Good, good, good. The second question I want you to start to ask yourself is, does it make sense for your role? I, I hear that you're taking the job. That's fantastic. Good Great. Um, but I, I want you to be really upfront with yourself. Like, does this make, can I be effective as this role remotely? Mm-hmm. Couple things to keep in mind here. Where's your team at? Are you the only one who's not local? Yeah. Cause that is going to breed problems. Yeah. That's going to be problems. Or is your whole team remote? Great. Like everyone's on the same page and you're dealing with all the same problems. Do you have a lot of meetings? Are you going to be all day in a, in a Zoom room conducting business or does it not matter so much who else you're interacting with? For example, it's actually really hard for me to do my current job from the office for a couple of reasons. First of all, because my team is distributed and second of all, I'm in Zoom meetings all day long. This is happening globally where offices don't support a hybrid work style because so many people are remote. Um, People are spending time in Zoom, but you don't want to have that Zoom meeting next to your colleague who's also having a Zoom meeting next to your other colleague who's not having a Zoom meeting. Like, what are we doing? Open workspace is all of a sudden, like, not so helpful. Totally. In fact, like, I forgot this. This actually happened at my previous company when COVID happened. From March 17th through the 21st, 22nd, we were told to stay in office, but no in-person meetings. So then you have 97 marketers all in little tiny cubicles that are like half corners matched to each other, trying to have Zoom meetings with all the other 97 marketers. It was a total shit show. You couldn't hear yourself for Kingdom Come. It was awful. <laughs> it was terrible. So yeah, right. that's so, it was like a phone booth. Yeah, or else, or are you not in meetings? You can just do your job regardless of location. Interesting. So I think that's something to think about. The last question I want you to ask yourself before we get into some of the more practical advice for working remotely is, can you experience career growth as a remote worker? This is a hugely important question. Yeah. This is the one that I'm most concerned about for everyone because capitalism, you know, me and capitalism, well, like a company's job is to drive to the lowest possible cost of The highest possible of work. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like if you are remote and- you want to stay remote and you're consistently asking for more money at some point that company's gonna be like, we can ship this job to India and be fine. Mm-hmm. And it can happen while we sleep, which is actually a better benefit. To us. <laughs> yeah. So like that, that's the thing that I'm like, I don't understand how you're making the career leaps. You are working remotely. I super don't. Thank you. Goddamn miracle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, you really have to be careful. You have to know what you want and the relationship building is critical. So put a pin in that and we're going to circle back to it after the break. Really? We're going to start. Okay, fine. Your Work Wife is a brand new podcast. As a new podcast, it needs some help. So we want you to send it to your work wife. Send it to someone who needs a work wife. Send it to that one person who like always gets left behind in those sad, sad meetings. Send it to a girl you know who deserves better. Send it to your boss you hate. Maybe they'll quit. Send it to your favorite colleague at the last company you work with. 
Send it to that person who you left behind. Send it to any of your LinkedIn connections who have the hashtag open to work on their profile picture. Yeah, and tell them why that's a bad idea. Send it to any of the 12 million people in this country who are looking for a new job right now. And after you send it to all those people, every single one of them, rate, review, subscribe. Holland, per your last sentence before the ad, I don't know. Catch us <laughs> up on what we're talking about. So we're talking about how to grow your career even when you're remote. Ah, yes. The thing I do not know how to do. Uh-huh. Carry on. <laughs> so if you want to grow your career, two things. Number one, it behooves you. <laughs> of course. Let me get that in there. Favorite word. It behooves you to not underestimate IRL. Tell me more. There's something that happens when you're in the office that cannot be recreated in the Zoom. I don't care how authentic you seem to be with your emojis. <laughs> okay. And I'm not just talking like learning how tall somebody is. That's not what I'm talking about. Suddenly. You're so, very short. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Is he hot or is he tall? I don't know. <laughs> That's a real question. Um, there's something, there's something that cannot be recreated. And it's, I think it's very easy to forget when you've been in pandemic land, if you've been in remote land for some time, it's easy to forget the power of two humans connecting in a shared space. Mm-hmm. If, if it's possible for you, set up a schedule for yourself. Maybe it's once a week, maybe it's once a month, maybe it's once a quarter, maybe it's once a year. Make an effort to go into that office, meet people, stay aware of what's happening in the company. So if there's a summit, if there's an all hands, if there's a a particular leader who is traveling for a particular meeting, like stay abreast of their schedule so that you can make that connection or like reestablish that connection when they're close to you or in in a particular office where you may be able to get to. You have to, you have to have like, Vanessa's laughing at me, but you have to like have those connections. I'm, I'm only laughing because I know exactly the times that you go in the office because your hair is like a little shinier <laughs> and your makeup's a little more precise. And I'm it's like, just... oh, who's she trying to charm? <laughs> which, which doorknob is she trying to charm now? Like, I know exactly. I can probably put it in my calendar. The okay. times you go in the office. <laughs> hey. Okay. But I think that's, I think that's working for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think, I totally think you're right. There are times that like, like whatever your internal PR looks like for yourself. I mean, you can do this subtly without being a fucking brown noser, but like you got to know when to be there. Yeah. One of the key times that I, actually, this is the first time, the first time that I went into the office after the pandemic started, I was really, really nervous. I I hadn't like put pants on for a year and a half. It's a, maybe a TMI. I don't know. I don't, who did Vanessa? Who did? Did you just sit around bottomless or did you well, have leggings like, on? Well, like not like, okay, like, whatever. <laughs> You can relax. <laughs> no, but like I was really nervous. I didn't know where to park. I didn't know where to go. We had like switched offices, like a whole thing. But like my VP and one of my directors is in town. I was like, fuck, I got to get myself, my body into this office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found myself just like making my way around the, the office and like looking in people's eyeballs <laughs> and being like, oh my God, you're real. Yeah. I'm real. You're real. We're real. And like, you this is something. You 3D. Yeah. I'm really, not like Mark Zuckerberg's 3D. Um. I like sobbed. I had tears Aww. a number of times throughout the day. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like I feel so connected. I feel so touched. I feel, I feel more real. Interesting. I'm making those connections. Yeah. Mm. It was really beautiful. Don't underestimate it. There's a reason that people connect. other thing you absolutely have to do if you want to grow your career while working remotely is over communicate over communicate over communicate there's no such thing as too much communication 
in remote land. More emojis. <laughs> Share the Google Doc with more people. CC everyone. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, make your work more visible. That's really what it's mm. about. It's making sure that even though you're not being seen on a daily basis or even with, on any regular basis by your colleagues or your management or leadership of your company, you are, you are ever present in the shared community space. Yeah, because that, like... I mean, <laughs> work doesn't count unless your manager knows you're doing it, right? Exactly. That's our exactly. Vibe. So obviously, you know about how to conduct your one-on-ones and your statuses to make the most of that relationship with your manager. But it goes for everyone else in your office as well. There are people who know who I am exclusively because of the emojis that I add to like Slack <laughs> comments. You know what I mean? I connected with a person recently, like he just has really good vibes in the chat. And like, mm. trust me on this. Like it's possible to have really good vibes in the chat. And that's what you're trying to do with this over communication. Sure. Like cultivate good vibes about yourself in the chat. But this guy has really good vibes in the chat. We connect because we're like, oh my God, you're cool. I'm cool. Like, let's meet. Mm-hmm. We had a little like Zoom coffee. And I said to him at the end of the call, it's like, you are exactly how you are in this in the, in the Slack. And he said the same thing back to me. It's like, yes, like people can be authentic. People can be connective. People can like each other. Even if like you're only a first and last name in a Slack message. I mean, I guess we've been doing this all along before we became more important on social media than you are in real life because like, hello, AOL, we were all being just ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have to be like self-important. No, and, like, I was like in fucking eighth grade and I was just like crushing on Nick. It's uh, um, Hi, Nick. <laughs> yeah, Nick Williams. It's fine. Okay, Nick Williams. <laughs> yeah, shit went down in AOL chat <laughs> after school is all I'm saying about it. <laughs> But seriously, speaking of shit that goes down in chats, do remember when you're when you're in remote land, everything in Slack, everything in Zoom, everything is subject to corporate oversight. It might say private channel. It should be private channel plus HR in your brain. Private plus HR. What she said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the practical advice, Rachel, get what you need for your home office. I'm not going to give you a listicle about the best desks, the best chairs, the best whatever the fuck. They already exist. Go look for them. Find them. I don't, I don't know what to tell click you Click on there. a few ads, let the algorithm sort it out for you. <laughs> this go. is how I shop for shit. There Google what go. you want. Click on the top three ads. Go to Facebook. I had to buy like a whole new Wi-Fi mesh network system. I don't even know what that means. I researched it thoroughly. Took some notes and promptly forgot after the problem was solved. <laughs> Paid for it, forgot about it. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's working now. Let's not revisit. But I think a question around this, might, like, something to think about equipment-wise is who's paying for it? And and that can be a hard question to answer. Like, maybe your, your company is very generous. Maybe they provide you some type of stipend to get this set up for you. Maybe they don't. Yeah. I would highly recommend that you invest regardless of who is paying for it. It's super worth it. And next up... This is one of my favorites. Oh gosh, here she goes. You're going to love it too. All You're right, going to love right, it too. Right. My advice is to ritualize your work. Okay, I do love it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she, um, the, the, the problem with remote work for a lot of people can be that there's this blending between home and work. I roll personal. out of bed and now I'm at work all yeah, of a sudden. It, yeah, like you can see your monitor from your from your bathroom. Like, it's too much. <laughs> the email's coming at 2 a.m. like, well, I'm up, so. Yeah, like what are we doing? So. I would highly encourage you to ritualize the start and end of your day. So for me, that looks like I take down my entire office setup at the beginning and end of every day with the exception of the monitor, which unfortunately doesn't fit my desk drawer. (laughs) That seems like a lot. It's actually not. It takes me like 45 seconds on either end of the day. Oh, okay. That seems, I can get behind that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I turn on a keyboard, I turn on a trackpad, I like 
elevate the laptop stand and I stick my laptop on it. Like that is all. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And what that does for me is kind of like provides this behavioral, physical activity that moves me from the headspace of putting on makeup or taking my kid to school and puts me in the headspace of I am now an employee. Hmm, I can get behind that. Yeah. And it also makes it really hard for me to go back to work. Because you got to pull all the shit out again. Yeah, because it's like annoying. Yeah, interesting, <laughs> interesting. I almost like that more than having like a separate room, like apartments that I see, I've just been apartment shopping mm-hmm. and apartments that I see have like a like a separate desk and chair space for your mm-hmm. like work from home office now. I'm like they've literally put one piece of plywood there instead of <laughs> a bunch of shelves. It's fine. Yeah. But like, I, I almost like your method more than like having a separate room because it's really easy for me to walk into a different room and just sit down and start working because everything's set up. But if mm-hmm. it's really taken down and that table is repurposed to something else, like... Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Thank you. Yep. Something else I think that really works for me when it comes to uh, working remotely is a lot of intentional connection. This is the part that I need help with. It's like, how do you make the community, right? Yeah. What I learned how to do was essentially set up coffee dates Hmm, throughout my week or month. I have three or four standing meetings that occur once a month and they're exclusively social calls. Oh, interesting. So they're on it. They're in a zoom room. They're Uh on my calendar. They're blocked off. You know, they're, they're honored and respected in that way, but they're only just for me and a colleague, a friend Hmm. to connect. Oh, that's fun. It's really fun. It's, it's really relaxing actually. Um, it might be easy to feel bad about something like this on your calendar. Cause it's like, well, I, I don't know. I'm like using company time to like, I could put a meeting there. I could do yeah, it. Uh-huh. Exactly. But I encourage you to think about it like a, a hallway chat or a lunch, mm. br- like a shared lunch break or a, a water cooler chat. Yeah. A trip Who down to the, that <laughs> what's a the water mailroom. Cooler? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, this type of social connection happens inherently in office. So take the liberty to recreate it in your virtual work zone. And how do you pick these people? Like, are are they different every time? Are they the That's same a good every question. time? Um, some of them are from a from a previous team that I worked on, which is really fun to kind of stand. Okay, touch. cool. So they're people that like you saw in person, and you want to maintain the friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then some of them are people I met through a affinity group. Oh, interesting. And so we just kind of like stay in touch. Okay. Which is really lovely as well. Yeah, you definitely find people in like big Slack channels that yeah. are like, let's say, I would never be in the Slack channel, but like dog owners of our company um no but yeah. yes but yeah <laughs> you're gonna find the people you love and you yeah. kind of make a side slack and a side slack and, a side, and suddenly yeah. it's like three people okay there are also a handful of people like i don't have a regular call on the calendar per se but like we'll be like oh my god we should catch up got it and we do i will say that some of these people are people like that are i want to learn from them let's say mm, okay it's a bit like colleague mentor space mm-hmm. informational interviews more like, yeah, it's a little bit in that space. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they learning in their role? What are they, what are their goals? What are they experiencing? And then like, you have like the kind of the social connection. I love doing those. Like, yeah, we really actually good. need a whole episode on that because in fact, I think we have one on the calendar. I just wrote some social copy for it. <laughs> Turns out. Thanks, Vanessa. Hey, anytime. So yeah, like connect intentionally and that will make your um, remote life a lot more rich and a lot more useful to you in fact as well. I also want to add here, Rachel, it's possible you experiment with this for a year, a couple years, six months, and maybe you're not seeing either the type of growth, the type of productivity, the type of connections that you'd like. Go back into the office. Mm-hmm. Go back in a couple of days a week. Find a different, like, find a different role that suits those aspects of your nature a little bit better. Do what you have to do in order to get what you want. 
Rachel, enjoy your work from home. Make the most of it. <laughs> Live your best life. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. What I would love to see primarily remote companies doing is prioritizing like an annual retreat of some kind or a summit or an all hands of some kind. Because I think the social capital that comes from in-person meetings Mm -hmm. is really, really important. For me in my emails, they come across bitchy always. (laughs) Like I don't know how to help this, but like they super do. So for me, that social capital is super useful because people get me better. And they're like, oh, she just speaks in absolutes. That's how she is. But she's open to a debate that never comes across an email. In emails, it always comes across as, this is what we're doing. Sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's not necessarily how she is, but. But that's how it sounds. That's how I'm on this podcast. That's how it sounds in my email. So like for me, that what you're talking about, social Mm -hmm. capital is super important because I'm misread often in emails. Mm -hmm. So like. Uh, for me, I don't think I could survive it. Yeah. 